There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Hot Stove Show with Tim McCall, uh, Tim McKernan, usually with Dan McLaughlin. Tim McLaughlin. Tim McLaughlin and Dan McKernan. It's my brother, Dan. Yeah, that's But good. today, Derek Gould is in uh, for Dan. really without a mix. <laughs> Nick Gould. Derek McGould, uh, presented by Mattress Direct Online at stlmattress.com. And we have the big spring training giveaway. Uh, we're going to get that going tomorrow. Two people are getting a trip down to Jupiter, Florida, Santa PGA National, courtesy of Mattress Direct. That is coming up uh, here this week, so we'll have that for you as well. Derek was already going to do the show today, and then we wound up having all kinds of news, so this is perfect. Uh, your questions are already always welcome on the Triad Bank uh, viewer chat line, Triad Bank online at triadbanking.com at the corner of Clayton and Lindbergh in Frontenac. That's where Dan and I set up our businesses, and that's what we recommend you do as well. It's triadbanking.com. So Derek, all kinds of pieces of news here over the last few hours. You have been very busy on stltoday.com and on Twitter. Let's start with, <laughs> with, with Carlos uh, Martinez. Uh, what's What was your takeaway from him addressing the media and talking with Mike Schilt uh, here? So how much have you covered as to what's gone on? So two weeks, he shut down for two weeks, got some weakness in his shoulder, just to kind of catch everybody up to speed. Mm -hmm. Some weakness in his shoulder that wasn't allowing, allowing him to recover as well as he wanted to or feel as strong in his next day throws, if that makes sense. Right. So he goes out there, throws a bullpen, doesn't quite feel right the next day, doesn't recover as well, doesn't feel as strong. And all, if all of this sounds familiar, it should. Yeah. This is what happened last year as well. Uh, my takeaway from talking to him is he was aware. Um, he has been pretty honest about being scared to throw at full strength uh, last year because of this. I think that probably is still in the back of his head. So he feels something wrong. He lets them know, saying, hey, this isn't just right. It checks out with the studies and the meeting with trainers and stuff like that. They sent him for an MRI. He's reassured that there's nothing structurally wrong. The Cardinals are reassured that nothing is structurally wrong. But now it comes to the question of like, well, what's preparation wrong? What kind of regimen needs to be set up? Yeah. What kind of dedication to that regimen needs to be required? Um, he obviously puts a lot of, you know, I don't want to say strain, but he's got a really whip fast arm. Um, and so that's gonna require a certain level of maintaining strength, not just to create the muscle, but as Mike Schilt said, to decelerate the muscle, which it hasn't been doing. So this becomes a question of, now is it a trend? And if it's a trend, is it chronic? And what does he have to do? And I, I think my takeaway from talking to him is that seems aware of that um, and seems to be looking for what level of commitment it requires to make it go away. Yeah. I, uh, I saw his comments, I was there, as he was with his translator this afternoon at Roger Dean Stadium, and I tweeted out uh, his translator saying, it's not that big of a deal. Fans' reaction to that, as you can imagine, was it's not a big deal. Right. Uh, how do you sense it on the severity well, I will, meter? Uh, I will quote um, someone who I think means a lot to you, means a lot to your audience, I worked with for a while, and Joe Strauss, 
You can never overwrite an injury. So that's cool that they say it's not a big deal. However, it's already a deal that's pushed him back to March 5th. Mm -hmm. It's already a deal that makes him a question for opening day. It's already a deal that makes it a question whether he'll be a starter or a reliever. It's already a deal that will make you question how he could be used as a reliever. So it's a deal. Um, you know, and it's a deal that's not going away. Uh, you know, Jaime Garcia, Chris Carpenter, Michael Waka, they have all had injuries of some sort that became part of their lives between starts. That's where this is now for mm -hmm. Carlos Martinez. This is part of his career, as much as all the between-start stuff that Jaime Garcia had to do to just stay in the game, all the between-start stuff that Michael Walker now has to do to maintain the health of his shoulder. That's where Carlos Martinez is. It's no longer show up and have filthy stuff and maybe throw a shutout right. that day. It's how do you maintain the strength needed between starts to access talent on the day of starts. Do you think that this makes the Cardinals go, maybe we should look at the free agent market? I think you know the answer. I know, but I know that this is what people are wondering, so I have to put it on the tee for you, and okay. then I'm like, all right, Derek, go ahead. That's what I do. I mean... It's like when I asked Bill DeWitt about Bryce Harper, then I asked Adam Wainwright about it, and then you saw what happened. So sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I ask questions that I think are obvious answers, and I then think, I get totally different things. Yeah, I don't think my answer to this is going to get... Uh, uh, lashing from the commissioner um, or be great if he's streaming the officials. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's tuning in. Um, we can talk about the pitch clock if you want, or any of this. Sure, no, stuff. I, I got a now few that might right. lead to a phone call um, or a text message, but um, yeah, I mean, look, is Dallas Keuchel going to sign for a year to be the stopgap that the Cardinals now suddenly have, or is he going to sign for the two weeks? that Carlos Martinez is out um, as a possibility. I mean, it, the deals don't work that way. The, you know, the Cardinals will want to see where he's at on March 5th, and they still have a month left, pretty much, 23 days mm -hmm. minutes left, to figure that out. The Cardinals have also already sided with the quantity of pitchers that they have and have not chased after the quality that would be available in, like, a Dallas cycle, right? So they've already made their choice. They've already said, we think we can get the same production or more valuable production from throwing a lot of arms at an opening um, versus going and signing one guy who might take multiple years of commitment. Uh, so they've already made that yeah. choice. They're just now down one arm. And if we thought that they walked into spring training thinking that they would get out of spring training without being one arm down, then no. I mean, come on. The... the this is the question is who is it going to be mm -hmm. not if it's going to be and so you know you had the contrast today right Carlos Martinez removed from the throwing program Alex Reyes added yes um, bumped up I mean it, it's it wasn't by it's a coincidence had Martinez thrown today Reyes also would have faced hitters but it speaks to where his spot is Dakota Hudson's being prepped as a starter um, we all think of him as a reliever but Mike Maddox mentioned you got to see him as a starter here's the pacific coast league pitcher of the year the texas league pitcher of the year at some point in time he's so good as a starter you got to figure that yeah. out um and look at maybe if ponce de leon isn't the starter then maybe he's in hudson role so you can see and then you have austin gomber and all he did was 
really pitch well yeah. last year, and he offers a left-handed look to a very right-handed rotation. So, I mean, to me, the Cardinals' actions always speak louder than words, and their actions over and over and over again here has said that they would rather bet on their quantity than go out and commit too many years to known quality for 2019. Your questions are welcome throughout as Derek Gould joins us here for about the next 10 or 15 minutes on the Hot Stove Show, two times a week from Jupiter, Florida. That's where the design, air, heating, and cooling studios are. Yeah, this is live. All right, you want me to share it with people? Sure, absolutely. Come on on. on. It's on Facebook. This is real-time stuff. Uh, Design Air, heating and cooling, the sponsor of our studios. They're online at designairservice.com. Get the furnace checked. And sooner or later, you'll want to get the air conditioning checked. You can do it on designairservice.com. They are our studio sponsors when we are in Jupiter, Florida, for our Cardinal Spring Training coverage. Dan McLaughlin and I, usually Tuesdays and Thursdays. It just so happens today, we were already scheduled to do it, and we had all kinds of news. You have that with Martinez. Also, you mentioned Reyes. And then as we were at Roger Dean Stadium, oh, I don't know, I guess about two hours ago at this point now, Derek, the news breaking that Manny Machado goes to the Padres, 10 years, $300 million. I believe Jeff Passan is the one who broke that story. Mark Feinstein. Oh, is that who did it? And Mark Feinstein. Okay, I like to attribute properly. Your reaction to that? Well, a whole lot of hand-wringing for nothing, right? We got the largest contract, um, or largest A, no, well, no, second largest contract, largest free agent contract, and one of the largest AAVs in sports history. So, um, you know, this was the question swirling around baseball was, you know, why haven't these guys signed? And I understand that the perception was, well, clearly they're not getting the offers that they expected, but we didn't know that. Right. All we knew is that they weren't signing. Now, were they getting the offers from the teams that they wanted? Were they not getting enough millions of dollars, whatever? But at no point in time did I sit back and go, oh, well, they're going to have to settle. You know, it Mm -hmm. just didn't seem that way. But now we have one who clearly didn't settle. Right. And that sets the bar for the next guy who we figure is going to get even more and has already had an offer like that on the table. So, um, Foregone conclusion. Bryce Harper is Philadelphia Phillies, 10 years, 320-something. Yeah, 320 seems that way, you know, or the chance to make more than that. Um, Opt-outs, gizmos. Uh, deferred money. I mean, it sure seems like it's headed towards, um, you know, Philadelphia at this point. Yeah. If and when that happens, which I certainly, my God, if I could bet on it, that's where I would move my money. Uh, I always, I always wanted to wait on commenting on that whole situation until I saw what the results were. Now, with Machado getting ten three hundred, right. I have no idea Harper wouldn't get something <coughs> around that, if not most likely greater than that. And from my standpoint, I wouldn't have been. I would have been short-term excited if the Cardinals did it, but mm. but long-term, I Why? wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be thrilled about it. Why? Why would I be short-term excited? No, and no, I get the short-term excited. Everybody would be short-term okay. excited. If you had, if you had either of those guys agreeing to short-term deal, you would have had twenty-four teams. Oh no, no. So what I'm saying is, if the here's what I'm saying. To be, oh. If the Cardinals would sign Bryce Harper right now, let's say ten years, three hundred twenty million dollars. Got it. Got it. Huge. I would be. I would be short-term excited. I got it. But long-term, I'd be like probably in about five or six years as a fan, I'm going to be like, oh my god, they got Bryce Harper for another four or five years. Probably like Angels fans have felt for like the last three years. Different age in five years, though. Sure, no, I, I understand. Yeah. I, but that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be. I feel like it's a deal that you'd be kicking yourself for in a few years. Huh. Now, would you be happy about it for the first five or six, and therefore making it? My point is this: if the, if he would have signed for somehow, it would have gone. And I don't know if this was ever in play. 
five years, one seventy. I mean, the White Sox tried to do something like that, according to reports. If, he wasn't game. Right, but just for the sake of it, if he would have done that, yeah. I would have been irritated that the Cardinals weren't in on that. The Cardinals would have been irritated, too. So the Cardinals would have been... Yeah, I mean, they yeah. saw, I mean, depending on who you asked, you know, I mean, there was, a, they had interest in Harper, I mean, or at least they were in conversations with it, then they got Goldschmidt and everything changed yeah. for them, um, you know, then they, I mean, first they figured out Goldschmidt was actually available, then they took smelling salts to wake themselves back up from a guy like that being available, um, and then, you know, they got him, and it changed their view of everything, yeah. but they saw Machado maybe as some within the organization so Machado is the better long-term deal because, mm-hmm. you know, multiple positions that, you know, I mean, just you could age from position to position to position, um, you know, versus Harper who, where does, he goes right field, left field, first base maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so just the, the positional part was part of it. Um, so they saw a longevity there, but they saw in both guys a short-term upside because you had them during their peak years and they're already really good players. We had them in peak years, middle of the order stuff, um, you know, in positions somewhat of need, or at least the Cardinals could make room for them. So no, they, I mean they they saw that, but they they would have been one of a handful of teams that go. I mean the Yankees would have been intrigued in right, the short term. I mean you just have teams want they're willing to go higher AAV shorter term, and players are like they want the accordion, they want both. Right. And the higher AAV and a longer term. And Machado's first opt out is at five years. Is when I saw Ken Rosenthal report. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yet. Yeah, because I, yeah. I was curious how many there'd be and when it would would start up. Your question is Triad Bank online at triadbanking.com. The Triad Bank chat line. That's how you can be a part of it. Mattress Direct, our presenting sponsor here on the Hot Stove Show, which is now the Spring Training Show, airing from Jupiter, Florida. Uh, Matt Mercer is in the chat and he says trade Ozuna to American League team to be a DH and sign Harper. Uh, I don't know if you see things like this pop up when you do your chats. Lots. I, I would imagine that's somewhat similar. Uh, Rick Hummel did get people's attention though when he said in his chat, I think it was yesterday, that oh, he said that he could open on the DL. Yeah, and yeah. I was standing right there as I know you were. You're always there when Mike Schilt said, "No, we're not concerned. He's you know yeah. standard." What's your read on Ozuna? I mean, he's not throwing, so that's right. part of it. Um, you know, we, we see him hitting at full strength. So um, I haven't had a chance. I, I don't. Uh, my colleague can speak for himself. So I, I didn't have a chance to ask Rick about that, um, but I could see how you know you go out there and you see him not throw. You know, like well, where does he play for a National League team if he mm-hmm. can't throw? Um, Cardinals went into last season and he couldn't throw. They just were hoping that he would hit gangbusters right. and it wouldn't matter. Make it worth it. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I don't know, similar kind of decision here. also know that he's really on this, like, I don't know, scale, not scaled down. That's not that right. Um, deliberate throwing program. Like, he is not going to throw at full strength until three days after they know he's ready to throw at full strength. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. And, and there's a fitness aspect to it, too. I mean, he's also getting in shape here. That, that seems to be something that they're working on with him, um, you know, for the kind of longer haul of the season. So you have the arm, you have the fitness, and he says his swing is ready there, which is really what they need in the lineup. Um, the other stuff, I'm not sure if that would put him on the DL necessarily, but if there's not a percept, if that that is all things progressing as expected. Mm-hmm. If he stalls here, 
then that's I mean if this is how he is on March like a month from now then they have a problem, they have a problem on their hands at yeah. that point uh, people are welcome to ask their questions in the Triad Bank chat line something I was curious about and this came up on TMA this morning and I didn't have a good answer for it and the cat's like well I wanted to talk to Ozuna but we never got a chance to talk to him I don't know if you have the answer and maybe we have our facts wrong people were wondering why he didn't get the surgery until December is, is that first off is that premise accurate um it was it was before December. It was before December. Um, but it wasn't immediately after the season ended. And do you have any ideas to I do. Um, it's not like it's it's one of these answers that doesn't satisfy the question because of the premise of the question. Does that make sense? Uh, like 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 in debate you would be in such a problem because this would be the <laughs> one where the, the question sets you up for failure right. because the question has already poisoned the well so that any answer... I know what you're saying on that stuff. Of yeah, course. It does, okay. So um, it's kind of like a question about cardinal spending when it's when it's like uh, it's set forth we're like why don't they spend more blah 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 blah. Right. You're like uh, well I, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I can't do anything. I'm not the cardinals. Right. right? I can explain to you but you don't want an explanation. You just right. want me to go over and hold them by the lapels and shake loose some coins. Right. But I can't do that. Um, okay. So, with Azuna. All right. He went to L.A. Cardinals played in L.A. And I'll try to make this brief. Um, and Boris, who is his agent and has trust with him, has a relationship, has a rapport with him, said, you're not right. Um, take you to a doctor that you know and trust and everything like that. And he relented. He had not, the Cardinals had done the same thing, approached him, hey, we need to have you checked. He says he's fine, says he's fine. He had not told them, I don't believe he had told them, that his arm would go numb after throwing. He told me that he did not tell them that. Um, it was Carlos, the translator, right. and myself, and he said, after I throw at full strength, my arm goes numb and I can count to 10. And I'm like, have you shared that with the Cardinals? And he said, I hadn't before, L.A. Okay, so he was playing through, playing through, playing through. Um, they, the Cardinals obviously can't crawl inside his head and know how he's playing. Um, so they discussed at that time the possibility of needing surgery at the end of the season. He got a cortisone shot at that time. He was diagnosed with an impingement of some type within the arm that was causing it to you know, get weakness at extension and then not recover from that, okay, um, like, like a pitcher would. Right. And then... Um, and they, they treated it with cortisone, they had a good thing, they wanted to reevaluate it at the end of the season. But there wasn't like a rush to do so because they also wanted to see how it responded to rest. So if you can avoid, this is where we get to the part where the question isn't satisfactory. Right. It, it's difficult to stress the fact that if you can avoid surgery, you do it. Too often, and I even had somebody ask me today on Twitter, why didn't Carlos Martinez have shoulder surgery already? And it's like, to fix what? To no. fix weakness in there? No. Are they going to do stuff more muscles in there? <laughs> I mean, if they don't find a tear like they did with Reyes, then what would the surgery be? And even like Reyes had the surgery right because of the significance of the tear. Players will avoid surgery if at all possible. And sometimes that means, well, what is the point when rehab will bring you back from opening day versus what is the point in the offseason where if you rest it, we might know if that's yeah. enough. And so you play this sliding scale thing. And so that was part of it. Part of it, too, is when Ozuna was willing to go to L.A. 
to have the surgery to be reviewed. Um, he had started his off season and went home. So all of these things play into it. It's like how long into the off season do you give rest and relaxation the chance to take hold and maybe cure the thing versus how early in the off season do you need to have surgery in order to have him back by opening day? Okay. And, and that's what played into it. Got it. All right. Well, that's it's like uh, the best example that so, nobody seems to have a, have a problem with is Yadier Molina with his knee, right? Postseason or after the season physical, he doesn't need to have a procedure done, doesn't need to have a procedure done, doesn't need to have a procedure done. All of a sudden, he has a procedure done, yeah. you know, and it's like, wait a minute, now what does this do for spring training? Well, that's what it was. I mean, it was them playing the sliding scale. Colton Wong went through the same thing and ended up on the other side. Yeah. He left the season last year saying, I'm going to have to have something done on my knee. Um, we're like, okay, well, we'll check back on it. A week and a half later, he asked, um, well, do you you know how's it going and he texted me back he goes very great news you know not not i'm not going to need anything yeah. on my knee as it turns out yeah. i got the rest i got the relaxation i can avoid surgery avoiding surgery is key that's the primary goal there yeah. well that uh helps it it was a question we were spending a good amount of time on so much going on here uh it's great to have Derek gould with us he of course uh is with us throughout spring training and you of course can read him in the st louis post dispatch and online at stltoday.com also now a member of scoops with Danny Mack, uh, you're everywhere. You're omnipresent. Nah, overexposed. Overexposed. <laughs> I don't know. I always like getting your knowledge. Anytime you speak, people listen. Yeah, know? is that true? Uh, there really, there's something to See, that. that's interesting because on Twitter, every time I tweet, people just get all crazy on it. I don't know. I feel like I try to stay out of that. I don't know. <laughs> stay out of that. Uh, hey, there's uh, no room for joking anymore. <laughs> Derek, drop Maybe I need like a tone. Like, like to let people know that you're like blue font. Blue font. Yeah. Blue font is yeah. the way to let blue people font. know. Yeah. Uh, Derek will be with us throughout spring training in Jupiter, Florida. A lot going on. Cardinals opening up on Saturday. We'll see what winds up happening with Carlos Martinez. I'm anxious to see what happens. Are you closing this off? Because that's a good question. What one is that? Oh, is there one right here? Yeah. Would you say it's accurate that Dexter Fowler's contract is the primary? Well, for some reason, we're frozen. At least on my feed. Uh, I don't know what it looks like to you, uh, Brenda. Everything looks wonderful. All right. Well, man, I just need to. Would you say it's accurate that Dexter Fowler's contract is the primary reason the Cardinals aren't freezed? Oh my God, it looks wonderful. I don't know who looks worse. Uh, contract is the primary reason the Cardinals aren't in on Harper. We'll get out of here on that one, as Tony Kornheiser says on. Uh, pardon the interruption. I would say it's not the primary reason, but it might be one of the more significant ones. The other one is the length of contract. Those two things in concert. I mean, they have so 50 we're million. Never in your ten, 10 years. Yeah, and they just have. They're just. Having, and would have to eat what 25, 30 of that? You think? Yeah. Oh, well, wait, a Fowler. Yeah. Why? Well, if, if I'm, I'm playing out the hand of if they were to sign Bryce Harper to whatever it would have taken. Oh, I'm of a mind they could be on the same team together. Oh, that you would have Fowler and Harper. You could have Fowler and Harper. Okay. There's no harm in that. I mean, what's the harm in that? How do you think he would, I'm talking about Dexter, respond to being a bench guy? Well, he could be your right fielder. And then Harper? Right, Harper could play center field. Okay. I saw him play all right. center okay. field. Okay, all right. I've all right. seen him right. play okay. center field. Okay, 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 okay. You're getting a 26-year-old outfielder. Maybe you figure out a way to play him in center field. Yeah. Especially you know? you're paying him I mean, you're not going to have league. the same kind of defense, mm -hmm. you know, but you add offense or you have Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader and Dexter Fowler yeah. in right field or you know you have Harper in right field sometimes when Fowler's not playing and Harrison Bader out there to go run around AT&T Park and steal games yeah. I mean I'm, I wasn't always of it if I, that they were mutually exclusive um, but the dollar figures they have an investment in Fowler and they're, made, they're betting big on him bouncing back um, but it's not the primary 
Um, are they betting big on him, or are they forced to both. ride? Well, I mean, they already have. Yeah, yeah they've already yeah, they bet. bet. Yeah. They bet. They yeah. bet. Now, ride. You, you're the poker thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, ride. I mean, yeah. they, they already... I've shoved my chips in. Now I just got to deal with what yeah. happens on the... That's exactly right. You flop turn and river. You had, uh, you, had you know, whatever you want to call Fowler. Pocket jacks. Okay, I right? like this. I and like this. And you're like, before you, you see, you know, before you get to the turn, you're like, oh, I've got pocket jacks. I'm going all in. All of a sudden, ace ace pops up, and you're like, "No, I'm not so good about my pocket yeah, jack." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm already committed, right. and I just have to play this out yeah, and see where it goes. So that's part of it. Bigger parts, though, are the length of contract, um, and it cannot be stressed enough. Having seen the tone of their conversations change with agents when they got Goldschmidt, yeah. you know, I mean, look, they left the GM meetings, and you know, Harper's camp had had talked to the Cardinals. The, the Cardinals had learned that they had a better chance of signing him than maybe they thought. There was at least interest on the Harper side of having a conversation. Um, then they go to the winter meetings. Harper's there. Teams are meeting with Harper. And, you know, I reported at the time, Cardinals did not. They didn't even ask. They did not take the chance to even walk across the street to meet with him. What changed in that time? It wasn't the payroll. Right. It wasn't Harper's asking price. The thing that changed was Goldschmidt arrived. They got the first baseman that they have been looking for since 2011, and went, we'd like to have this guy. Yeah. And that you know, I mean, they did the math a little bit on it, and well, let's see how this plays out. And they had talked to Fowler. That's another thing that had changed, right? They had talked to Fowler. Right. Um, so you had some things change in that time. Um, so primary reason, no, but a significant sure. reason. Good stuff, man. I always like uh, talking it over with you. I know the audience appreciates it as well. Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch with us here on the Hot Stove Show. Presented by Mattress Direct online at stlmattress.com. We will be giving away a trip to spring training courtesy of Mattress Direct. Support the local guys and the title sponsor of our show. Mattress Direct, Triad Bank, and Design Air Heating and Cooling. Dan McLaughlin will be back with us on Thursday. Signing off for Derek Gould from Jupiter, Florida. I'm Tim McKernan. Thanks for watching the Mattress Direct Hot Stove Show. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator skin. Man, I love Operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. This Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.